Hello, friends. Welcome to the Second Phase Podcast. I'm your host, Robin Graham, a certified brand strategist and business coach. You might be wondering, why the second phase? The second phase may be a change in careers and learning how to navigate the world of entrepreneurship, a significant lifestyle change, going from stay-at-home parent to starting a business, a traumatic loss, a move, or an illness. It could be any number of things. No matter the definition, you are here to discover your second phase. Learn about creating a personal brand that stands out and makes an impact to grow as your authentic selves and follow your callings, values, visions, and passions, and to learn how to build a solid foundation for long-term brand and business success. Through interviews and solo episodes, we'll be diving into inspiring stories, life and business journeys of failure and success, and the strategies and tools used along the way. You ready to learn? Grab your coffee, the car keys, or the dog's leash, and let's dive in to this episode. Hello, friends. We are back for another episode of the Second Phase Podcast, and I am super honored to have with me today a New York Times bestselling author and a master certified coach. If you don't know what those credentials mean, then it's time to Google them because she's kind of a big deal. And she has shown a lot of light to many, many people in the world with her books, her speaking, and all of the endeavors that she has done, experienced, put out into the world. And today we're going to talk a lot about, I guess you could say mindset, but in a roundabout way, energy, lack, abundance, and those kind of things that we have the power in ourselves that we can totally sabotage or we can push ourselves forward to have a much better, happier, joyful life. And so we're going to dive into this today with Christy Whitman. Christy, welcome to the Second Phase Podcast. Thank you, Robin, for having me. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you. I I appreciated the pre-conversation, so I'm looking forward to the the official conversation. (laughs) Yeah. So listeners, we had a conversation before and it was me being a little real reserved and real about, you know, my beliefs and my thought process. And Christy and I had this great conversation. And I think this is really important before I have Christy tell a little bit more about her that we dive into this because our conversation was about like my reservations about, you know, faith and manifestation and all of these things. And I said to Christy, like, I'm not sure where this aligns with my beliefs, but can we talk about X, Y, Z? And Christy and I were saying how important it is for us to be able to connect as humans and have meaningful conversations without judgment and without animosity, but getting curious to really understand where both parties are coming from. And Christy brought up the fact, you know, well, I said, you know, politically, our country is so divided. And, you know, Christy said, even the vaccine to get vaccinated, not to get vaccinated has caused so much turmoil between family members, let alone friends and colleagues. And so we may dive deeper into that during our conversation, but I just wanted to share that with you because I think it is so important. So Christy, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, it's it's like what we were saying and bringing that forth to everybody that's, you know, li- your listeners is that that we always have an opportunity to bridge the gap between two people that may have different beliefs and that bridge is always love. It's so that bridge is always connection, it's always light. And 
when you can have a dear friend or, you know, a family member you deeply care about and you have different opposing views on things, they can have their perspective and you can have your perspective without both of you trying to change the other person or even be in fear for the other person. If each of us were completely aligned with ourselves and with what we call the God or divine, or however we feel in that oneness with that energy of love and connection, that that bridges gaps between different political parties and religious parties and to get vaccinated or not to get vaccinated. When each of us can just literally be connected to our, what we have control over, and that is the words that we say and the thoughts that we think and the perspectives that we have and the emotions that we feel and the actions that we take. All of us have our own consciousness. And if we can, you know, find it within ourselves to realize, well, that conversation just knocked me off. Or there was something about some, someone, what she or he just said that challenged what I believe, right? That feeling of resistance or that feeling of challenge within ourselves is not about the other person. It's about us. And so if we can literally settle into how do I feel about this? What do I think about it? And get curious within yourself and then be able to, if you want to or not, share it with the other person. If they're open like you are, you know, then you can have these really intelligent, curious conversations. I love that with my friends because I can say, you know, I don't necessarily think in that way, but I think in this way. And, and, and then my friend will say, well, that's, that's interesting. Tell me more about that. Right. But won't try to take it on and go, well, that's wrong. Right. Well, you're not believing what I believe in. The most important relationship that we have is with ourselves. And what I mean by that is with our whether you call it divine self or God self, or, you know, what breathes us life, our life self, right? Because whatever political or religious or, you know, spiritual beliefs anybody has, all of us have a connection to life or we wouldn't be here. And that Mm -hmm. life is greater than us. Mm -hmm. That life is guiding us. That life wants more for us than we want for ourselves. That life is literally um, wanting to us for us to expand and to create and to um, you know to explore and to become more than we are, and when we can all tap into that life force, that just that basic breath, and and then understand that that divine self or the God or have you know Christ or whatever that consciousness is that we call it that we connect with that we feel is bigger and greater than ourselves when we connect with that, we're aligned and we feel good Mm -hmm. because we all have our own free will, right? Each and every person has been given free will. No one can assert themselves in the, into our brain and say, feel this way or think this way, or, you know, be this way. It's always a choice that we have. And with that, to understand that there is, and this is one of the universal laws that I talk about is the law of sufficiency and abundance Mm -hmm. that if you look at the world that we live in as human beings, right? There it's, everything is a spectrum there. There's polarity. Like we have hot and cold. We have in, out, up, down, left, right. There there's always a polar opposite and spectrum of in between too. So on one side of our spectrum of humans is the perspective of lack, right? Is, and lack 
let's call it all the different names that it is, lack, scarcity, insufficiency, you know, what comes out of that is drama, chaos, struggle, suffering. What comes out of that is the emotions of worry, fear, doubt, frustration, disappointment, sadness. I mean, all of those emotions come from a perspective, a mindset of lack, not enough, shortage, right? Mm -hmm. Where on the other side of the spectrum is abundance, which is that's where there's cooperation and connection and oneness. And then what that looks like in a human emotion is joy and peace and calm and prosperity and abundance and success and well-being and you know love and and just connection freedom all of those feelings that feel good which are in alignment with that life right with the with the abundant part of us the the unlimited beingness of us that always feels good so i always say like you how do you know how you're being in your life on any given subject is how you feel if you're feeling anger or you're feeling worried or you're feeling doubt, your perspective is in lack and you're going to continue because energy creates more of a momentum. You're going to continue to feel that way because it's a, like, it's like an undercurrent of energy, right? Uh-huh. We get, uh-huh. we get used to like a set point or we flow in a certain way and it becomes a habit. Right. And so we get a worried mind and then we worry about everything or we get afraid. And then we get fearful about everything. Mine was anger. If I had an emotion, I was angry and I would, everything would set me off and I would feel angry. I would be angry at someone or something underneath somewhere in my feeling sense. So that's how I lived my life. The energy I was giving to life, the energy that was filtering through my own consciousness was anger. And until I flipped that and changed that and moved it into a perspective of abundance, now I'm moving in life through joy. Mm-hmm. But that was me that had to make that choice, right? It's like God, however you see it, right? Divine loves all of us equally. Like nobody gets preferential treatment. It, it's we are loved equally, all children of the of God, the divine. Mm-hmm. It's what we do as an individual, where we put our perspective. I was having a conversation the other night with my 89-year-old dad. And my mom and dad have um, you know, been religious all their lives, went to church every single Sunday. But my dad, underneath, underneath all of it, feels that God, the universe, however you want to call it, is out to get him. So I was making a joke with him the other night, I said, so dad, you actually think you believe that the whole universe, God himself is out to get you and is out to do things and to put things in your path just to piss you off. (laughs) And he said, yes. I mean, that same God that loves him, that loves me, that loves someone that believes, right. Can't work through a consciousness that says, you're out to get me. Something's, you know, the universe is against me instead of the universe is for me, or, you know, God loves me unconditionally and infinitely. Uh Right. If we're saying, Oh, I'm not good enough to be loved. That's the experience that we will have. You know, you bring up a good point and it's fascinating to me how the mind works, first of all, and how much 
we literally can control in our daily lives. If we wake up in the morning and put our feet on the floor and say, God, help me make good decisions today. I'm going to get curious and I'm going to dive in. I'm going to work hard and I'm going to have a smile on my face. Your day is going to go just as that. If you get out of the bed in the morning and you put your feet on the ground and you're like, oh, I hate to get out of bed in the morning. Oh, it's going to be an awful day. It's going to be chaotic. That's exactly how you're going to experience your day. Exactly. And we, we have that, like you said, we have free will. We can choose how we want to take control of our lives. So we can choose to sit and worry and sit and think about all of the negative what ifs. And this is, I'm excited to talk about this because I just finished my book. It's publishing in January and it's called You, Me and Anxiety. It's for teen girls, but there's also a parent component. And this is something that I talk about all the time when we let anxiety control us and, and anxiety is, is basically fear taking control of us. And when we let that happen and we live in that space of fear and anxiety and what if thoughts, we can't find joy. I did it for years, you know, and it's like, you mentioned the anger and a lot of people, you know, you, you have these these emotions, or I, I should say these thoughts, and, and they, they build over time, whether you've had big traumas, little traumas, it doesn't matter. Those thoughts are in your mind. And unless you address those thoughts and you take action to change them and overcome the negative emotions that those thoughts bring, yeah. you're going to stay in this place of limiting beliefs. You're going to be static. You're not going to move the needle forward on your business or your life. Yeah, it's, you know, it's exactly, I'm so glad to hear you say that because not a lot of people say that And and what I share is that anxiety, just like depression are really not emotions. They're what they've considered now disease states. Anxiety is a disease state. So let's throw some pills at that. Depression is a disease state. Let's throw some pills at that. And what's, what's interesting is, again, like that spectrum, right? If you look at just as the emotional spectrum, one side is lack, one side is abundance. If you have, if you look at this as a spectrum, you have anxiety on one side of the spectrum that is an overamplification of fear and worry. And if someone could just start to literally feel and process their worry or their fear, you don't have the overamplification that then shows as anxiety right? You are literally working the energy and what's underneath the fear and the worry is the perspective of lack. Because if you're in a place of fulfillment, if you really feel like you are safe and that you are provided for, and that you know, God, the divine has your back. You know that you have the wherewithal to create, you believe in yourself, you have that faith in yourself. There's absolutely no worry because you're in alignment with, okay, how do I, what do I create? What do I get to create now? What do I want? What do I want to feel? You know, who do I want to connect with? What do I want to share my life with? You become so much more creative because that energy of worry or fear isn't pulling you down or you're not suppressing it. Mm -hmm. We need to get really good at mastering our own energy. And part of our energy is our emotions. We have to learn how to become more emotionally intelligent so that in the moment we're feeling something, we can say, whoa, I'm feeling angry. I'm feeling angry because that person just totally crossed a boundary. Oh, that's useful information, right? 
And then how do I want to process that instead of just stuffing it and stuffing it because it's not going to go away. I mean, there's so many different, you know, medical universities and institutions that have now shown that energy emotions creates disease in the body. And so when you have someone that is suppressing and suppressing, and now they've got anxiety, right? It's like that anxiety, if it still is not addressed, it's going to come out in the physical body. It has to, but on the same side of the spec, like other side of the spectrum, if someone is sad and they're not processing their sadness, you know, they get depressed and then they show symptoms of depression, right? So it's important for us to, to really feel ourselves and to feel that, wait, if I'm having anxiety, what's the anxiety about? I had a moment when I was getting a massage years ago and it totally has to do with, you know, my business. I was sitting there getting a massage and all of a sudden I had this huge feeling of anxiety and what I know to be true. I'm like, okay, this is coming out of the blue. Where is it coming from? What's the fear? What's underneath the anxiety? And all of a sudden, understand that the fear always comes from lack. It was some lack perspective. I, I let myself feel the fear. And the thoughts that were coming with that were, you've used it all up. And I'm like, okay, talking to my mind. It's like we're, you're saying the mind is a beautiful, creative thing. The mind has many jobs. The mind is supposed to look out ahead and say, oh, here's all the possible problems and things that you could get into, right? And the mind does it from a reference point of what the life we've lived before us. Mm-hmm. So it's it doesn't know in the gap. It doesn't know in the transition that you're in exactly what to expect, but it's going to at least alert you to it. So if we could say hello to the mind, go, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. So here I was on a massage table going, all right, well, tell me more. I wasn't pushing it away. I wasn't telling it, oh, you're crazy. I'm like, tell me what thoughts am I thinking about this? You've used it all up. And I said, I've used all what up? Success. My success. It's like I exploded, you know, and and had lots of success. And then it was like, watch out though. It's not going to last. You better. So all this fear started coming into me. And what I understood though, is that it came from a perspective that success can't last, right? Or that you're not, you've got it. It's like, I, you got all the success that came to you for a lifetime. And now the rest of it is you're, you're not going to have any. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I had to settle into myself and talk to that mind that said, I've used it all up. And I would say to thank you for sharing, but there's no way to use up success. Success is an energy. It's a state of being, right? It's I'm in abundance. If I'm breathing, if I'm living, I can still create, right? I can still perform. I can still provide. I can still give service. I can do whatever, right? And understanding that the shift in that mindset or that thought and changing it to a different thought, like, no, I don't have a pie and I've used up the whole pie. I have a bakery. I can make as many pies as I want to, mm-hmm. right? That was shifting the mind, but it was also as you shift the mind, you shift the emotions. So my emotions, I started feeling as if I am abundant. And when I connected more with that, I am abundant, then everything energetically shifted. The anxiety was gone. The fear was gone. So was the lack. And I haven't thought that or felt that ever since this is years ago. Mm -hmm. And I think it's the same thing. You, You say success, but I think it's the same thing with joy in your life. You know, like obviously this podcast is for entrepreneurs, but 
it goes hand in hand because you can't be successful as an entrepreneur if you are miserable in your personal life. Like you have to bring the two together in order to really, truly launch yourself forward. And I think we often lose sight of that. You know, people get, get stuck in, oh my gosh, it's my kids again, or it's my parents again, or, you know, the the podcast is called the second phase. We have a lot of middle-aged people here. So, you know, we're stuck in that middle place. So there's almost always something that we have to face or a challenge we have to navigate. And I think we lose sight of that, that if, if you're negative in one place, you're going to be negative across the board. You can't shut it off completely when you, just because you leave. No. Yeah. So I, I love that you said that. And when we talk about that energy and I, I love that you bring in, cause I always think of it as a triangle and the triangle has little arrows going all the way around it. And it's, you know, one side is your thoughts. Then you've got your feelings, then you've got your actions or behaviors and all of those things link together. Our thoughts are going to influence our emotions and our feelings. And then our feelings and emotions are going to influence our actions and behaviors. And just like you said about the anger, so oftentimes there's something, a fear that we we saw when we were young or we experienced from, I don't know, our parents or grandparents or some experience in our life that has led us to have those same feelings. And that's where that comes from. So I always say, it's like, grab a journal. When you experience those thoughts, feelings and feelings, then write them down and try to figure out like, where is this coming from? Just like you did on the massage table, because it's so empowering to shift every aspect of your life. Yeah, because you're right. The only thing that we ever can control, can't control our kids or what they're going to say, what they're going to do. We can't control our parents and how they're going to, you know, what their mindset is like. We can't think for them. They can't think Uh -uh. for us. Uh -uh. We can only think for ourselves. And so when you look at those aspects, it's like the words that we say, I mean, it even says in the Bible, in the beginning, there was the word, the word is creative. And if we are telling ourselves we can't do something, we literally are closing down all the possibilities. If we say we should do something, we shouldn't have do something, these are ways that we beat ourselves up for something that we already did that we can no longer go back and change other than give compassion and forgiveness and let the energy of that go. But all of us, no matter who we are, we all have energetic imprints, those times in life where it could have been you're just in a really joyful space and something happened. Someone said something, or you found out a girlfriend betrayed you, or you got knocked off a horse, or you got a base, you know, hit in your stomach. You know, whatever those bushwhacking moments is what I like to call them, where we most of the time didn't know how to process that energy, right? The fear that came up or the, you know, betrayal or the jealousy or whatever emotions we were feeling. We didn't know how to feel them. So we shut down on them and then we, it created an imprint. And from that imprint, we think those thoughts and we feel those feelings, right? And we take that action. And if we understand that almost like a piano keyboard, right? Or any type of musical instrument that they've shown now in science, that it's not, it's not a woo woo thing anymore. Like scientifically, they have proven that everything is energy. And you crack anything open that's alive. And at the bottom, the basis of it is energy. Mm-hmm. And so if everything is energy and we are an energy being as well, yes, we're physical, we're human, but we're also energy. We have to 
be breathing in. We have to take it, very cells in our body have to take in energy. If we are around people that are angry or fearful, and we're not clear of our own connection with our own choices of energy, we can easily pick up on other people's. I hear this all the time. I'm an empath. I'm so sensitive to energy. I can't be around a lot of people. Yeah, because we're taking in the energy from the environment instead of connecting to that very life that breathes us and and declaring the energy I want to feel like on the piano keyboards, we have a choice. Today, I want to feel joy. Today, I'm going to just radiate love. Mm -hmm. Today, I'm going to be in possibility. Today, I'm going to be in space of freedom. We get to choose that energy that we want to be in. And that's available to us always. Nothing has to happen for us to, most of us think like, oh, I want to be successful. So let me go do this thing so that I feel successful. But how many of us are chasing that? You know, it's like, oh, if I just make this amount of money, then I'll feel. And we get there and we go, huh, the money didn't bring me that. Maybe I need to make more money. Or maybe I need another accomplishment, or maybe I need another title. It's like, it's not an outside in, it's an inside out approach to life. The very life that's breathing you is the energy that you can choose to feel that empowerment, to feel and flow that energy into your business. Because if Uh it's, I'm from the, you know, my, my father and the way I started my life was it's a hard work, right? Yep. If you're an entrepreneur, what do you got to do? You got to work hard, Uh right? And probably get yourself totally out of balance because you got to put everything you got into your business. I know I'm an entrepreneur, right? But what I know to be true, it is that it's not just about, like you were saying, it's not just the hard work. It's not just the action. Yes, you take action with the fullness of your being, like putting the absolute fullness of confidence and faith and success and abundance, well-being into what you're doing. But if you, and I saw my dad who was an entrepreneur, he would think that he would work very hard, hardest working person I've ever seen, but his mind literally expected his thoughts were that something was going to go wrong. Uh Uh Right. And so he was working against himself. If you get yourself, your thoughts, your emotions, what you say, your perspective, in alignment with what you want and why you want it and how you want to feel, access that feeling that we all have access to right now, the feeling of success, the feeling of well-being, whatever it is. And then we take action from that place. We create a very, very different experience. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And back to what you were saying about that energy and it coming from the inside out, we have a choice what we let in. And I, one of my friends said to me one day, she said, you know, think of, you have to think of certain situations where it's almost like you're in an egg. She said, egg, I like to think of it as a bubble because I always joke that, oh no, you're not bursting my bubble. My bubble is perfect. Everything in here is happy. I may be naive, but I like my little bubble. And so I like to think of it as this like cellophane bubble and I can hear what they're saying. They can hear what I'm saying, but any negativity does not penetrate my bubble. And it's a choice. It's a choice that when people are in that place, because I was that person, I mean, I am so empathetic and I take it on and I physically will feel me. My, my son broke up with a girlfriend and I was like, Oh my gosh, like heartbroken for her. I'm like, this is ridiculous. They're not, 
19, 20 years old. Like, what am I doing to myself? So you have to take on that, that I guess, challenge yourself to, to not let those negative things come in, put yourself in a bubble like I have, and it makes a world of difference. Well, that's the thing is that you, instead of just going out in the world, you've made the intention, you've declared it, you've you've made a choice, you have a focus on this is the energy I'm going to be in today, no matter what. And so no matter who, or no matter what happens, right? Something might pull your attention, but you're like, nope, I'm committed to be in this little bubble. You, you made me laugh because a, a couple of months ago, my girlfriend was like, let's go to breakfast and, and let's go to this place in Phoenix. And, and it was, it, there's like a million breakfast places. And her husband and my husband are like, why are we in Phoenix? And they're at a restaurant that's like an hour wait. Why don't we go back to our neighborhood? And she's like, I was trying to get us out of our bubble. And I said, why? (laughs) I like my bubble. I'm going to stay in my bubble. My bubble's not an hour wait, right? It's like my bubble's joy and flow. And we're all teasing her. It's like, choose the bubble you want to be in. If you're not happy with your own bubble, then you get to choose that too. You get to bring in a different energy. You get to make different choices in your mind. You get to have a different focus mentally on what you see for your life. You get to feel differently. You get to choose all that. Nobody can choose that for us. It's free will. Mm -hmm. I love that. Christy, this has been such a great conversation. I am so thrilled that you were here today. Now, since we didn't do a proper introduction at the beginning, (laughs) and we dove right into the meat of this conversation, and it's so valuable and so empowering, and I am so grateful you were here today because I think it's really going to help people change their perspectives and do the, do the work, take the intentional action to change your thought processes and change how you're looking at life and the, and change what you're letting into your bubble. So, but before we close out, would you please just give a little brief introduction about, you know, where you live, who you are, whether I think you're a mom, you know, and everything about you. And then we can just let the audience know how they can connect with you, learn more about you. You have several books out. Maybe they're, you know, I know you have a podcast. So just tell everybody where they can connect with you and learn more about you and maybe even work with you. Perfect. Thank you for that. So, yeah, I mean, just let you know, I was born and raised in Scottsdale, Arizona, middle-class Italian-American family, all my, you know, aunts and uncles, and we all lived very close to each other, would do Sunday pasta dinner every single Sunday. And after I graduated from Arizona State University, I moved to Chicago for many different reasons, but I wanted to have my own career and I was doing well in a 24 I had literally everything that I ever desired was created. And I like I, I got the degree and I got the job and I got the career and I was getting the promotions and I was making the money and I had a healthy body and I had a fiance. And all of a sudden I looked around and went, uh, like this isn't what I thought it was supposed to be. And I was trying to find a deeper connection to myself, to God, to, you know, to to the meaning of life. Cause if I've got all these things, I check the box. And I did all of it and I still don't feel happy and I feel, don't feel connected or fulfilled. What's this all about? And so that question for me led me on a, a crazy journey. But what happened is I met a woman that said, you create your own reality. And I went, Phew. like, I knew that to be true somehow deep in the cells of my body. I'm like, yes, but how? And she said, by your thoughts, your thoughts are creative and they're either repelling things from you or attracting things to you. 
And this was a moment in time when I went my thoughts, like my thoughts are my thoughts, right? It's like, they're, they're real. And she's like, yeah, they are real, but they're not necessarily true. And if you, if you, you know, I just want you to pay attention to your thoughts. So I spent a good week. Cause she goes, I'll see you in another week. She was a meditation teacher. And I could not believe the thoughts that I was having about myself. And what I really understood is that there is a huge difference between lack and abundance. And lack is always looking at what's wrong and bad and looking at all the different ways that you know you can fail at something or the reasons why you can't succeed or all of the the justifications of why you haven't succeeded or the judgments or the criticisms or the condemning i was so critical and judgmental in my head about myself everybody else god i was in a boxing ring with god right and all of that had me feeling the feelings of suffering of just 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 feeling down. I just did not feel good because I was in lack. And that became what I did is I literally shifted my thoughts from lack to abundance. And as I would shift, I'd feel different. And as I started shifting and feeling different, I started creating very different things and started feeling fulfilled in my life. And about five years into doing this, this is when my first book came through. And that's when I became a coach and a speaker. And that was 20 over 20 years ago now. So um, that's really what it's about. It's that anytime we feel limited in some way, anytime we feel that we are stuck and we can't get out, anytime we're focused on a problem and feel that there's absolutely no solution, that's when we are in lack. And it, all it takes is for us to pay attention to the thought that said, you're not enough, or you're not going to get that job, or who are you to do that, or you don't know how to do that, or you're... I'm lazy, I'm this, I'm short, I'm fat, I'm whatever that thought is. And stopping that thought and letting yourself find a better feeling thought. Instead of I'm lazy, you know, what could you say? I'm I'm special, I'm motivated, I'm happy, I'm a I'm joyful, I'm generous. Like what can you say about yourself to counteract the old thoughts? And that's all I did and literally changed the whole entire way I'm in my life and the way I'm enjoying my life. And yeah. so ab- abundance always feels good. Mm-hmm. So I just want to point out, Christy, from what you said, you can have success, you can have money and still be in a place of lack personally. Oh, yes. And the coin can be flipped in that perspective too. Yep. Yeah. I, I, work with, I work with top athletes and celebrities who didn't have any money, were raised like most of us in some way or shape or form in lack or limitation. And they have millions of dollars and still worry about having money. Yeah. And then there's other people that, you know, literally live in all sufficiency, or I should say, you know, live in sufficiency where they always have enough, but they're really, really satisfied. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's never about the amount of money. No. It's not about the external situations. It's about our own connection with our own sense of, do we feel safe? Do we feel feel provided for? Do we feel loved? Do we feel a connection? Do we feel fulfilled? And that's always an internal thing. If we're Mm -hmm. looking for someone or something else outside of us to fulfill us, we always feel empty because it has to come from inside first. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Awesome. Awesome. My podcast is the Desire Factor Podcast, if you want to check it out. Also, for years, I've been doing interviews and people would say, well, how do you 
practically, like in practical terms, how do you shift from lack to abundance? And the first thing I say is you have to watch your words because words literally start the creation process. Words are like our wands. And when you think about what thoughts are, they're a series of words. And thoughts thought over and over again become a belief. And those all affect our emotions and they all affect the actions that we take. So if you start watching your words, they're actual words and phrases that we say that make us feel bad. They, they huh? bring us down into lack. So I created a free program. You could go to watchyourwords.com. It's 30 days. It's video every day for two to four minutes. And it tells you the word or the phrase such as can't or miss or you know shouldn't, those kind of words why they pull our energy down and then what to say instead. Because Mm -hmm. as you're just shifting those little small words, you shift the thoughts and then you shift your whole entire, you know, experience of your life. Mm -hmm. Yep. I love it. Love it. Love it. So Christy, thank you so much for being here. And I just am grateful for this conversation. And that's a wrap friends. If you enjoyed this episode and found the information helpful, please take a moment to subscribe and leave a rating and review. That would mean the world to me. If you know someone who could use the information shared today, please share the episode with them too. And let's connect. You can find me on Instagram, Clubhouse, Facebook, and LinkedIn as The Robin Graham. Lastly, if you'd like more information on personal branding and brand marketing strategies, be sure to join my email list and the Female Entrepreneur Insider Facebook group. We are there every week with tips and trainings to help you build a solid foundation for brand and business success. And don't forget, on the website, you can find a plethora of free resources. Go to therobingraham.com forward slash resources and download any of the free resources that I have created to help you build a personal brand that stands out and makes an impact. Until next time, remember to smile.